This is Bigger Pockets Daily. Get ready for a bite-sized guide to building wealth through real estate. BiggerPockets.com offers the world's biggest real estate investing forum and thousands of blog articles like the one I'm about to share. We bring you these in audio form because you can't read when you're riding your bike or building a deck. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now, with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with a tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. Real estate prices finally decline year over year after 131 straight months of increases. Who? By Andrew Sirios. It was bound to happen, and it finally did. Last month, according to a new report from the National Association of Realtors, NAR, real estate prices finally went negative. The median existing home prices for all housing types in February was $363,000, a decline of 0.2% from February 2022, $363,700, 
as prices climbed in the Midwest and South, yet waned in the Northeast and West. This ends a streak of 131 consecutive months of year-over-year increases, the longest on record. All good things, right? Though at first this might sound odd, I myself wrote back in September last year that prices had finally started to decline. But those were month-over-month prices. In normal times, even when the market is flat, prices tend to increase in the summer months and then decrease in the winter months. However, over the last few years, real estate prices have simply been on an almost straight trajectory upward, leaving the typical seasonal cycle in the dust. That trend ended last year. But despite monthly prices declining, the more closely monitored year-over-year price index was still up. Now, for the first time since the bottom of the Great Recession, year-over-year prices are down. The average price of a home in February 2023 is ever so slightly lower than there were in February 2022. Of course, 0.2% or just 700 bucks is nothing to lose your head over, especially when you take a look back at the overall trend. The little dip that we just had is the current housing crash. It also should be noted, however, that this is in nominal prices. When taking inflation into account, prices are down a bit more substantively. As Bill McBride notes, in real terms, using CPI-less shelter, the National Index is 4.6% below the recent peak, and the Composite 20 Index is 6.3% below the recent peak in 2022. Oddly, though, on a month-to-month basis, prices actually rose in February for the first time since the middle of last year, after prices had fallen for seven straight months from their high of $413,800 in June 2022, they rose from $361,200 in January to $363,700 in February. Again, though, it's important to remember, all things being equal, prices tend to fall in the winter and rise in the summer. So this is likely just seasonal variation at play here. Even still, it may be a sign that the housing market is beginning to stabilize despite the high rates. But even if prices were to stand still where they are through the summer, it would mark a decline of over 12% by the time we get to June. Hmm. Fewer listings buoying the housing market. As I've noted before, substantially fewer people are listing their houses than last year, which is keeping supply down and thereby buoying housing prices. As Fortune points out, only 349,000 In change, U.S. homes were listed for sale in March 2023. That's below the 439,000 listed in March 2022, a period that was infamous for its tight supply, and far below the 478,100 listed in March 2019. Phew! Those are declines of 20.2% and 27%, respectively. Nothing to scoff at. While listings for February were up compared to January, again, remember that seasonality thing, new listings are still well behind the last few years, with the obvious exception of when COVID first hit in March and April of 2020. Despite the fewer listings, inventory is still up 
15.3% year-over-year due to declining sales, although it ticked back down last month. February supply is 2.6 months compared to 2.9 months for January. Oddly enough, this is still considered a seller's market. <laughs> Usually six months is considered a balanced market, although it's been a long time since we've seen that. In my humble opinion, four or five should be considered balanced. So where are things likely to go from here? All right, housing collapses all but require a large number of delinquencies and foreclosures. That's what happened in 08. Today, however, most homeowners are sitting on fixed low-interest debt, making such a collapse unlikely. After all, why would you sell if you have a 3% mortgage? Mortgage delinquencies are still near record lows. Other than the short-lived spike upon the arrival of COVID-19 and the subsequent lockdowns, delinquency rates have been quite low since the end of the Great Recession. And right now, they are running a full 1% below the 2000 to 2005 average. The only thing that could cause a major spike in delinquency is either a substantial increase in unemployment or runaway inflation at levels far higher than even the rates we've seen recently. The unemployment rate still sits stubbornly at 3.6% despite dramatic rate tightening, multiple bank failures, and a slew of high-profile layoffs. The Fed has been stubborn in sticking to a high-rate policy to quell inflation, even going so far as to raise the discount rate by 0.25% after Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank failed. So, Unless the U.S. dollar loses its status as the reserve currency of the world? Not a completely unrealistic concern, unfortunately. Runaway inflation is quite unlikely. Given the Fed pretty much stated aloud they wanted to cause a housing correction <laughs> and are willing to cause a recession in order to quell inflation and housing prices, we should expect a continued softening of the real estate market, but without a 2008-style collapse other than perhaps in commercial real estate. You can read more about that at biggerpockets.com. Of course, no one has that elusive crystal ball. Where are those things anyway? Maintaining high cash reserves and investing cautiously in the turbulent waters we are likely to continue swimming through is definitely advised. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, connecting with real estate investors in your market is one of the most valuable uses of your time. Visit biggerpockets.com events to find a meetup near you. See you tomorrow.